Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy, episode 43 of the show where we answer all of life's kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine. Uh, I'm your co-host. You know who I am. Indeed. Miss Mimi, this is the first time in a couple weeks I fucked up the intro and I'm really sad about it. I mean, I was waiting for it, so... You knew. You knew and you didn't warn me that it was going to be a thing. I'm wounded. But... If I warn you, it takes away the comedic value for me. You know, that's fair. I respect that. (laughs) Miss Mimi, how have you been? I'm alive. Good. Being alive is objectively better than being not. So I can appreciate that. My uh, work is having some event and I told them I wasn't going and they're like, what? Why aren't you going? We're doing the safe distancing and everything. And I'm just like... I want to go out of town and see family in December that I haven't, you know, I haven't been back there in three years. Yeah. Um, I'm not going out anywhere unless I have to. So, no. (laughs) Yeah. I feel that. And they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. I guess that's fine. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. Okay. Yeah, sure. Oh, gosh, don't you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, So the entire state of Ohio is red right now um with the exception of cuyahoga county which is where cleveland is and a couple other counties which are purple which is even fucking worse than a red county um so since our governor has no spine there have been no mandates to go down to attempt any sort of um resuscitation of life in our state so it's going to be a likely on lockdown for a little bit um so daddy and i are just staying put but um we had a really good day we went for a walk through our little sub development i did like 2.5 miles i closed the rings on my apple watch for the first time i'm really excited about that um i made i made us like a dinner uh we got new max today we ate ice cream cake it was a good day Lots of like new Max. That sounds expensive. It, it was. It was. <laughs> it definitely was. But after the like, pre- it's not even like new Mac one. That's new Max fucking plural. After the press conference where they were there, they unveiled the M1 chip. We we're just like, well, there it is. We can't say no to that. And uh, sure yeah. you can. It's, it's just say no. Oh, it's, it, called it's consent. You're allowed to say no. See, here's the thing. We have open consent with Apple. Uh, Apple is actually our 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 fin dom, and they can just kind of like bend us over the barrel and take our wallets whenever they want to, because we well, have just have standing there's consent. There's your first problem. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all I'm that saying sounds like a toxic relationship for sure. <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> they give us technology. We give them money. NBD. Anywho, uh-huh. so I'm glad that you're doing good. 
we did. We're having a good day here as well. Before we get into it, a little quick announcement. Uh, the keen uh, people who are paying attention may have noticed that there was a rewording on the Patreon tiers. Uh, it used to say like exclusive like lewds or nudes from Jazzy. They now read, quote, patron exclusive content, end quote. Nothing has changed. The rewards are the same. I'm just uh, changing the wording to remain uh, in line with Patreon's uh, terms of service. So uh, just in case you're wondering, nothing has changed. Just the wording. The rewards are still the same. So don't worry about that. Speaking of Patreon, Miss Mimi, you know we had a Patreon? I had heard a rumor. Yes, we do. And we just got a whole bunch of new patrons. So thank you, everyone, for that. Uh, starting off in the $1 vanilla tier, we have Damia, Phil258, and Raystar. Uh, $1 gets you username shadow. The $5 Kingster tier, which gets you some nude photo sets of yours truly once a month. Uh, we have AB Michael, Annie, Brian, Casa, Juicebox, Maxi, and Skywalker. And the $10 Fetishist tier, which gets you a nude video of yours truly once a month. We have an extended shadow, I should say. And she says, shout out to my new home I'm buying. I'm, I'll finally get to be squishy Ishi and stink up a whole house from top to bottom. Eat the rich. And uh, Sarah, who writes, thanks to my jeans and pants for being so understanding when I have accents in them. And Scotia. In the $15 center tier, we have Daddy Gray, who writes, happy new Mac day. Imp, Kaneko. Oh, I need to grab Kaneko's shout out from my DMs. Happy new Mac day. Happy new Mac day. Uh, Kaneko writes, um, uh, build, build from my diaper status unknown. Uh, Jamie Bell, who is a new patron. Thank you very much. Writes buttermilk, eggs, corns, beans, and rice, wine, vinegar. Um, Joe, who writes, thanks to the bigs who write these for me, since I am far too busy playing with toys and messing my padding and soup who writes when you, Oh, this is the lyrics to I Don't Love You from MCR. When you go, and would you even turn to say, I don't love you like I did yesterday? It makes my emo heart sing. And our $20 deviant tier is Big C. Uh, all the tiers get you everything from the bottom to the top. Um, the center tier, you get to have a director say in what happens in the monthly porn. And then the $20 tier, your name gets written on my body. So if that's a kink you have, there you go. This means we are an advice show. And what we do on an advice show is we answer questions. What is the first of those questions? What's a sex swing? What's a sex swing? <laughs> I kind of want to make a shirt for that now. Just what's a sex swing? Dear Jazzy podcast. Alternative sex swing. It's actually just a regular swing with a dildo glued to it. I like it. It. <laughs> I like it. Or like a really tiny uh, tire swing that has a flashlight in it. Mm-hmm. Or both. Or both. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. What's the first question? Or a butt plug. Or a and then butt you plug. Just can't get off of it ever. I like it. You're stuck on the swing for. <laughs> Help! I'm stuck. What's wrong? It won't come out. <laughs> also, since you asked, that I sounds... am keeping track of time. Don't worry. That sounds like 
an episode of Sex Sent Me to the ER. Oh my god, that show is so good. It's so underrated. I love it. Our first question is, Dear Jazzy and Mimi, why is it so hard for me to find an HRT clinic? This is, <clears throat> pardon me, this is from Sky ABDL pronouns she, her. Short answer, the patriarchy. Long answer, uh, there is a long history of LGBTQ plus suppression in not only the United States, but the world. And it's so hard to find an HRT clinic because on a whole, uh, society isn't ready to talk about trans people. So a lot of the more conservative members of society actively attempt to uh, suppress any resources in, that trans people can use. And that includes information and locations to HRT clinics. And this extends also to things like Planned Parenthood and um, women's health services, or I should say just assigned female at birth health services. Uh, apologies for that. Um, but I have multiple friends that get their HRT through Planned Parenthood and um, other local clinics of the sim of the of a similar type. I personally get mine through a hospital. Some are better than others. Some will require you to do like the year of therapy beforehand to make sure, quote, quote, you really are trans. And that is just steeped in just like a legacy of transphobia that we could totally unpack on another episode. But that is why it's so hard to find an HRT clinic is because it is like very purposefully red taped and like obfuscated from view. I feel like I don't have anything to add to this because uh, either I'm just bullshit lucky or just very, very privileged or probably both. But I've never had issues. That's good. Um, but Ontario is like one of those places where like, it's like Canada's like pretty good. Overall, like, we have specific kinds of protections and stuff in our, like, national, federal human rights codes and stuff. But in Ontario, <clears throat> we have a thing called uh, Toby's Act, which, like, guarantees people access to goods and services and you can't be, like, discriminated against based on gender. So, like, as a trans person, if I needed to go to, like, a shelter in Ontario, per Toby's Law and the Human Rights Code, a women's shelter can't turn me away. Oh, damn. That's awesome. Like, so Ontario's got some pretty good shit. Um, but, like... <laughs> I will say that I haven't had any trouble finding one. Actually getting an appointment is <laughs> a, yeah. whole other, a whole other shit. Because, like, that's the thing. You find them, and because they can be so few and far between, it's like, oh, yeah, the next appointment's in nine months. Yeah. <sighs> and that's basically just the life. Um, that's basically just how it goes. I'm really sorry you're having a hard time finding one, and I do... Um, if there's anything I can do to help, 
I will try. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, we're both sorry that that is a struggle that you're having. And <clears throat> echoing what Mimi said, if there's anything we can do to help, just, you know, let us know. I wasn't trying to steal your thunder there. I promise, Mimi. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. What's the next question? It's mostly question? just like static electricity now. It's not even thunder. <laughs> <laughs> I guess thunder is static electricity. It's just, uh, it's just static electricity that uh. has a lot of personality. Go home, static electricity. You're drunk, eh? <laughs> Take off, you hoser. <coughs> right. <coughs> Dear Jazzy and Mimi, this is... <sighs> Ooh, Ooh, good crap, one. I'm sorry. Oh, that's, oh, that's a good one. Uh, oh, you made me on. Fuck. All <sighs> right. Dear Jazzy and Mimi, as a person of color who is diving into the kink community for the first time, I've really been struck by how hard it is to find people who are like me or who get certain aspects of growing up as a minority as an example, I have a different set of foods that I consider literally because of the way I was raised. I guess this is a large multifaceted question, but what kinds of things do you think the community can be doing as a whole to be more inclusive? <clears throat> what kinds of unique quirks do you two have associated with kink that you feel are kind of off the beaten path in a similar way? Thank you from Lyra, pronouns she, her. Oh, what a question. That's a good question. <coughs> I actually called in uh, an assist on this one. Uh, daddy Gray uh, wrote, aka my daddy, uh, wrote a response. He was originally going to come on the mic tonight, but he was feeling a little tired, so he just typed up his response, sent it to me. But he wrote up a really, really good um, response to this question that I'm really excited to share. Um, let me just get myself all ready. I'm going to try my best to read this out loud because dyslexia is fun. Okay. It, uh, Daddy's Ritter letter reads, Hi, Lyra. This is Gray. You're correct that it is a sizable question. We've had some of these conversations on the show before, but it always bears keeping that conversation going. Part of the challenge also depends on your geographic location. We can see a lot of diversity in a community, uh, but perhaps little inclusion. There are cases where people experience discrimination and the effects of racism and bias from people in the community. Jazzy could speak to some of the comments she's received as a white woman with a black man within the King community and scene. Uh, edit. That is absolutely true. Back to the letter. These things were, unfortunately, not surprising to me. In fact, I warned her about them. So, in short, one thing that needs to happen is people need to be having conversations about race, period. People need to research and practice anti-racism and do the work uh, to undo the socialization that we, all, that we all have within a white supremacist society. Folks also need to educate themselves, learn about other cultures and other groups, Millions of people talk about their childhood lunch experiences of having their cultural food made fun of and mocked, and that's just not okay. Be open to engaging uh, with people who are different from you. Strive to learn about them. Uh, strive to learn about them and learn from them. Of course, that doesn't mean assuming everyone of a particular uh, identity group is your designated teacher and expert, but seeking out resources will help you grow as a person. 
Lastly, don't lead with assumptions. The reality is, historically, the, quote, face of kink has traditionally been white, regardless of sexual orientation, though it has generally stayed in the straight or gay arenas, particularly regarding cis gay men. That doesn't mean that uh, there haven't always been POC and other folk within kink. We belong here, too, and that space is just as valid as everyone else's. The only other thing I'll add is for folks of color, queer folks, differently abled folks, and so forth, to find community with each other as well. It can be very isolating to feel like you're the, quote, only one. But there are others, and but there are others, and we are here to welcome you with open arms. Much love, Gray. Very well written. He's, he's just downstairs. Thank you, Daddy. So I don't think there's anything more I can add to this, except just like putting a this react on this. Um, I can't say anything else. Daddy fucking nailed it. Thank you for listening. Have, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I only have one thing that I would add. What's that? Um, I th- I'd like to say that I think that Gray absolutely like fucking killed it and absolutely nailed it um i would just say as a person who is white um and this is specifically a a comment from a place of privilege and it'll make more sense when i actually make the comment but be aware of your privilege and be aware of the effects your privilege has on other people Mm-hmm. Especially when you're trying to be more inclusive and you're trying to, you know, do all of these things that Gray has said and and be just be mindful of it, you know, be mindful of the room and and just be considerate of other people and um, know how to respect when it's time to take a step back because mm-hmm. of your privilege. Absolutely. And also uh, learn how to use your privilege for good and to use it uh, to dismantle uh, the systems of oppression that we experience in our society. That's another really, really huge thing. Yes. Absolutely. So thank you, Daddy, for that amazing response. And thank you, Lyra, for the really, 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 really good question. Do we um, want to answer the second part of her question? Uh, what, uh, the what unique quirks part? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Do you want to go first? Oh, this is a trap. Um, actually, this is a bad, this was a bad idea. I don't actually know if I have any unique quirks, I guess. I, I don't, um, That's a good question. I don't, nothing straight up jumps to mind other Maybe. than like, the, it, it, it does fall in the food category, but it still feels like, uh, like it's just food that I grew up with, with my mom. Um, things like, um, like pork pie. Mm. When I was, uh, exploring like, some of my like I had a, a, a 
bit there where I was exploring some little stuff. And one of the things that was like crazy littling and just, it was just so cool. Cause like normally you buy a pork pie and like you can cut it into you know, five, six pieces kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but you can get like two bite pork pies and it's the best thing in the world because they're so fucking good. <laughs> but they're like the miniature. They're bite sized for little hands. For little hands. It was really cute. And it was. Honestly, I think that's all I got. Like, <laughs> that's really it just, sweet. It felt like something that was really cute. And so I always try to like share that. Um, that and like certain like baking activities, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when we bake and stuff, we always talk about, you know, baking with a caregiver. Uh, we bake cakes, we bake muffins, brownies, cupcakes, you know, the yeah really typical type stuff. Yeah. But my favorite, um, as a mommy, my favorite thing to bake with Littles is pavlovas. Ooh. And I don't make, like, a full, like, cake-sized pavlova because it's just, it's a mess. Let's be real. <laughs> um, I like to make, like, chocolate chip cookie-sized pavlovas. Ooh. And it's cute because you have to do... Well, like, it, it, okay, I'll be real. Pavlovas are a pain in the ass. They are, diffi- <laughs> they are difficult to make. But you get to do so many cute things, right? Like, separating egg yolks and egg whites is something that you can do that's really cute. And, like, hand-over-hand stuff and whipping the cream and just, like, cute, fun things like that. And it just, I don't know, that's that's one of those quirky little things that just makes my heart sing. Aw. I would say one for me and one that I used to be like extremely um, self-conscious about, but daddy helped turn around into something that's very, very wholesome and littling and something I can feel good about is like the intersection of my, um, my hearing impairment plus my dyslexia plus my very, very, very slight and rare uh, speech impediment. And it's funny because it's very (laughs) because of those three things in conjunction, it's very difficult for me to interface with uh, spoken and written words sometimes, although usually writing is a little bit better because there's only one thing getting in the way instead of like two. And like whenever one of those things pops up it's very little to be like oh are things too loud for you and the caregiver puts their hands over my ears and it's very calming or like are you having trouble with your words when I like start stammering and stuttering or like if I'm having trouble reading just like oh you're too little let me read it and those are some things um that have really helped me come to grips with uh the things I do after coming from like a long history of just experiencing all kinds of ableism and just like people refusing to believe that I have the things that I have and everything and was able to turn, you know, some very traumatic memories into something, you know, very wholesome and to create new, better memories in replacement. 
So I would say that's some, that's like a very unique to me uh, quirk uh, associated with Kank and Little Space and stuff. So yeah, I think that is that question. Oh my God, Suit coming in with the Officer Clawhauser awe gift from Zootopia, expertly placed. Um, what is the next question? Dear Jazzy and Mimi, they say college is a time for experimentation and finding yourself. That said, why am I having more thoughts about putting things in my butt? (laughs) What do I do? Do you have any good ideas on how to mix it with diapers, but be as serious or as jokey as you want? This is from Maxie the Moose Butt. Okay. He, him. Are you a moose in the hoose? Oh There's no, we're a moose in, the- in your hoose. <laughs> uh, what do you do? Put shit in your butt. <laughs> no. Don't no. Put, don't just put shit in your butt. Select- don't lose shit in your butt. Don't lose don't, things in your butt. Go to the you hospital because of this shit. Make sure anything that goes in your butt better have like a flared end or some way of retrieval because if you just trust me, if you lose that shit. It is going to be the worst trip to the ER that you have ever had in your life. Sucks. Please Um, (laughs) imagine going to the ER and explaining to that doctor how you accidentally got some ridiculous object stuck in your butt. So, doctor, I put a whole pack of Bambinos up my ass and I need help. It is absorbing all of my blood and I will die soon. Help me. Uh, okay, my my joke answer is just put shit up there. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. My real answer is very carefully select the shit that will go up your butt and then lube it to hell and back and then put it up your butt. Um, <laughs> college is absolutely a great time for experimentation. I know all the alone time I had in my dorm was an awesome time in my life and where I discovered a lot about my stuff. That's where I first started, like fingering myself and like playing around with my butt. Um, Absolutely. If you are curious, feel safe to just start doing it. And when it comes to mixing it with diapers, there are um, some anal and prostate vibrators that are meant to go up and stay in there. If you put one of those in and then uh, pad up over it. Oof. Good shit. You should... Lovence Hush is a fantastic, fantastic investment. Mm-hmm. Say investment because it's fucking expensive. Um, but yeah, you should also get a lube injector. Yes. Like it, it's like a fancy looking like lube syringe, but it's not a syringe. It just looks like a tube with a hole in it. And you literally just stick that in your lube bottle and go and it's suck a, it all up. And then you stick it in your butt. So then it's like already lube in your butt. And then you just just squirt lube into your butt. So it just like makes everything relax and shit. On that note, that is also one of the hottest sensations ever. Is just feeling just like something hot and sticky. Just getting like unloaded into your ass like a cum shot is so fucking good. I used to have. Oh, go ahead. I used to have one of Bad Dragon's uh, dildos that has the cum tube in it, and it has one of the 
one of the lube tubes, one of the lubal noodles, and it would just like, God, it was so good. You could fill that it's, up and pump so much into your butt, and it felt so good. It's cum lube, and it's, it's prolonged enjoyment. Like you get, you get all the cum lube in your butt, and then you can just keep going because you're just extra slippery. It's so good. And then as you stretch yourself out, you can co- you can put bigger stuff in your butt and it just keeps going until it doesn't go anymore, in which case you should stop. But it's so good. If you haven't tried one of those bad dragons yet, please do. It is absolutely worth your time or just any um, any toy that is food and body safe and has a cum tube in it. Though That's a great place to start. And also start small. Uh, I am still abs- I'm absolutely still training my butt. Um, it is absolutely a skill and a muscle memory that does take time. So uh, don't don't let anyone shame you and be oh it's so small it's, I can take this giant honker. It's just no, just do you at your own speed and that's what matters. As somebody who has seen somebody rip their asshole. Um, start with a finger, lots and lots and lots of lube, stay hydrated and just be gentle with yourself. It's going to feel potentially a little weird to start if you're unfamiliar with it. And I, I, I mean, weird as in just like different, like you're, you're not used to what it feels like. Mm -hmm. Take your time. Remember that, you know, exploration and experimentation is good just take your time absolutely if it starts to hurt stop you're gonna just do more damage than you need to be doing just take your time take your time and for the love of god i swear to god don't start fisting before you're ready don't start fisting before you're ready oh my god you will rip your asshole and you will prolapse and it will fall out. Yep. That's an even worse trip to the ER. And also, if you do go to the ER, don't lie. The doctors always know. They do. And if no. I see you on an episode of Sex Sent Me to the ER, we're going to have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to drag you into the moderator channel. Just be like, listen here, kid. You fucked up. <laughs> um, so two things before we move on. Uh, Lyra, I see you just joined the chat. We just uh, did uh, your question not too long ago. So I'm going to PM you the transcript uh, that Daddy Gray um, uh, answered the question with. So in this little break, we can do that. Uh, the second thing is uh, Dear Jazzy is partially supported and helped out by none other than Camp Buddy, which is an awesome new dating sim by BLS Games that has over 300 unique hand-drawn illustrations, its own soundtrack, uh, fully voice acted, a bunch of different backgrounds and scenarios, fully animated, uh, sexy cutscenes. A little mini games, everything you could want in a visual novel 
branching past 50 hours of gameplay what the hell why have you not tried this game out yet there's a free demo on our website at oddswithgod.com slash camp buddy you'll find links there to buy the game to download the free demo to look at info of the game it's available on mac and pc uh so what are you waiting for uh, you can check out Camp Buddy on at oddswithgod.com slash Camp Buddy and use our affiliate links there to help the show out and also help out the developer BL its games because they deserve it. And they just they're coming out with a patch that has alternative storylines for the scout masters in the camp. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get my hands on that. It's going to be so good. Uh, OK, back to the show. Miss Mimi, if you can. Uh, entertain the troops for like five minutes. I'm going to PM Lyra here real quick. Five and, whole yeah. minutes. My gosh. I, it'll, it won't take that long. I don't even know what to like. I don't even know what to say. You know, I. Oh, uh, uh, you know what? I know what to do. I know what to do. Okay. Hold on. It's uh -oh. coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's. It's, you know, it's... it's and now for a musical interlude. Oh, boy. I really vibed with that. Musical interlude. I really vibed with that. Yeah, man, what, I, I, I bet what, you did. Man, what does your podcast have? We have fucking musical vibraphone interludes. What does your podcast have? Step up, our dear Jazzy Forever. <laughs> that was awesome, Miss Mimi. Thank you for the support there. Uh, what is the Go next? Check out my SoundCloud. Get more lullabies and shit. Check out Mimi SoundCloud. Please give her money. It helps the show. What is the next question? Oh, I'm going to have fun reading this. Dear Jazzy and Mimi, why do diapers always come with one of two naming conventions? Cute and simple or nonsensical and robotic? This question inspired by the heckin' Beyond XP 5000s, <laughs> but accompanied by others like Abina M4, Megamax, and others. Optional bonus question. Do the naming conventions impact your preference in any way? Ashy, pronouns, she, her. Look, all I'm going to say is that if a diaper isn't named in the same naming convention as the 27-inch Acer XF270HUBMIJDPRAs, sorry, Zed, I don't want it. If it doesn't sound like a computer monitor, <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> uh, no, but in all seriousness, um, I, I guess like it, it, I guess the naming convention doesn't bother me too much unless it's like as long as it's like easy to if it sounds ugly, like beyond XP 5000 S, if it sounds like that, as long as it's like easy to abbreviate, that's fine. Um it doesn't really affect me all that much. 
Um, well, I guess that's a lie because, you know, hashtag influencer, I guess. And like people on Instagram are always just like, what diaper is that? And I'll say like Safari or Little Paws or something. And saying Beyond XP 5000S does definitely sound a little bit clunky, but it's not like a deal breaker for me. Um, I I personally prefer the cutesy names like ABU Cushies or like Tykables Overnights or just stuff like that because it is like very littling. And then you can go up to your caregiver and ask like, oh, I want more like ABU Lavenders. And it's just like cute. But I, I don't see myself going up to Gray and being like, Daddy, I want more Beyond XP 5000S. It's just like not a thing I foresee in my little space. Uh, you also mentioned Abina M4, which is funny because I actually hate M4s with a passion. I feel bad because those are the same base as Crinkles, if I remember correctly. No, no. So. Okay, good. Because I don't want to, I don't want to cancel or be canceled by Crinkles because I think they're great. Um, yeah, no, M4s are are not great. Uh, Mega Max is a decent name. It sounds like you said in our voice chat last night, you, it, it sounds like a Pokemon, like Gigantamax situation. It sounds like the Digimon ripoff of Gigantamax. Gomamon, Mega Max 2! Refrigerator with gun. Whoa, it's, the, it's, it's Little Paws, Mega Max 2, Bigfoot. Bigfoot! <laughs> 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 oh my god I almost swallowed my tongue Jesus Christ That was way funnier than it needed to be <laughs> Oh my god I need water now Oh my god Instant quote Oh my god That was so much <laughs> Uh, so that's my take on diapers sounding like an Acer monitor serial number. <laughs> Please, next question. Dear Jazzercise and Mimi Lattes. Mmm, Lattes. Mmm, Lattes. Mm. <laughs> what would <laughs> the most important chapters of your autobiographies be titled? Your dearest troublemaker, Fawny, pronouns she, her. Oh, jeez. Hmm. Huh. I'm, I'm hardcore thinking about this one. Do you want to take it first while I think? The most important chapters. Um... Because what I would say is um, during my very formative teenage, uh, young adult teenage years, like specifically high school and early college, I think I call the chapter History of Jazzy Part 2 the Metal Years. <laughs> because those are the years I was just like balls deep involved in the music scene and in my in my emo punk band and like the years I was a screamer metal gear jazzy <laughs> says soup in the chat. <laughs> That's really good. Um, I think also just recounting 
all my experiences in furry conventions, I think just fur and loathing would be a really good title for the chapter where I recount all those experiences. Uh, what would you do? So I've kind of like pretty much known that I was trans and ever since like the seventh itch grade, but it wasn't until late high school, early university that I kind of started piecing together what everything was. Um, but in those years, I, and I kind of still do, I did a lot of barbershop singing. Mm -hmm. So to be punny, I'd probably call that part of my life to barbershop or hair salon. <laughs> That's good. That's really um, good. I don't know. Um, that's the only one I got really I don't know like that's good if you hear any like weird rustling or background sound it's because um, Apple Watch told me to stand and when it says jump I say how high because uh, I want to close my rings I did it okay cool now I can sit down again I'm so I mean, close like, to closing my rings. I have to do what it says. That whole experience with the danger noodles, I'd probably call a section of my autobiography. Um, like just danger noodle. <laughs> Return of the nope rope. Something like that. <laughs> that was a very traumatic experience. Yeah. I don't recommend it to anybody. I had a similar uh, experience with spiders at Boy Scout camp. And that is that's partially why I'm no longer a Boy Scout and also why I am like literally traumatized by spiders. It just makes me like. It's definitely influenced my. Outlook on a lot of things, but also like. How I approach things, but it also gave me like a huge, massive appreciation for one of my close friends. Mm -hmm. um, who is the friend that saved me from that particular situation? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was that was a yeah. Um, yeah. Danger noodle or return? It's not even the return of the nope rope. Just nope rope just begins. The, the, just just. An opening. Nope, rope, more like just fucking nope. <laughs> <laughs> Snakes, fuck them. The chapter, uh, something like that. I don't know. I, I, I would want. All I can say is that I would want every chapter to have some kind of funny to it, because like I spend so much time trying to make light of things and just. I'd want all of them to have some kind of like chuckle factor to it. The chapter in which I start taking HRT is just going to be called. And then she had tits. Just like no reference, no pun, just like boom, suddenly boobs. I think I'd call mine. So that one time when I was on E, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Accio boobies. Something like that. Something like that. Um, let's do the next one. <clears throat> this is from Jamie Bell. Annoyed at Chili's. Pronouns she, her. Dear proud cooking show hosts. We haven't talked about cooking in a long time. We should do that again. Well, we kind of talked um, about it a little bit earlier. Well, baking at least. Not, not nearly enough. That's true. In excruciating detail. Please explain to viewers, particularly cis male viewers, as this is who I usually have this problem with. Why they do not need to explain basic kinky concepts to me, a woman, despite the fact that I often, that often I know exactly what they're talking about before they begin explaining it in excruciating detail. Well, Jamie Bell, annoyed at Chili's pronouns she, her, sounds like you're dealing with a lot of mansplaining in your life right now, and that fucking sucks. <laughs> Like, damn, that sucks. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but there's this thing called a paddle, right? And it's just cool implement. And it has my disdain of mansplaining been made clear yet. Um, that sucks. And um, my favorite thing to do in those situations is just, like, adopt this, like, really? wow tell me more like expression and demeanor and just like let them just let them do their thing until they run out of steam and then when they finally finish like goad them on to do more until it's made excruciatingly clear that they fucked up uh there are a few things to get my blood roiling more than this (laughs) and um yeah no no you're Um, so much nicer about it than i am I feel like I was mean. How would you do it? What? Like when uh, somebody starts mansplaining and I turn around and go, okay, hold it right there, Chuck E. Cheese. And I start like ramming it it down their throat because I ain't got time or patience for that bullshit. Nice. And start throwing my qualifications at them. No, you're much nicer about it than I am. I try. (laughs) I'm, I'm a very like soft non-confrontational person which is probably why <laughs> i don't co- i'm not yeah. it's not that i'm nicer it's just i don't say what goes on inside my head until it's far too late you do and i respect I that do. i wish i could be that i do lyra in the chat says that uh, she defaults to smiling and nodding that's another good one i like to make my eyes like super big and shining in like anime and just like look at them like wow that's so cool oh my god but in excruciating detail why they don't need to explain basic kinky concepts to you um well because you are experienced and you do know what you're talking about and it's just like going back to where we started the show hashtag the patriarchy and it's just so frustrating because there is a there's this like attitude of just like if I show someone that I'm interested in that I know a lot about a thing it will make me look smart and thusly 
make me look desirable. Nothing gets my pussy drier than the Sahara, than a fucking know-it-all. Like, for real. Like, anytime someone's just like, this, 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 and this, you see, this Misfits song is actually deep cut off of Age of Brutality, which is actually a demo tape from this era of the band when Glenn Danzig jacked off in his mother's basement who fucking cares. It's so, and most of the time, it's such, like, trivial stuff that has no bearing on, like, anything. It's, oh. We should all just, like... Adopt the Mrs. Brown's boys way of handling shit. And like whenever shit pisses her off, she goes, that's nice. <laughs> and yes, she, she finally gives an explanation of it somewhere in the show. And she's like, oh, yeah. And that one time I got elocution lessons and the person she's talking to, she's like, oh, well, they didn't really work. And she's like, oh, no, no, they did. I used to just say fuck off. Now I say that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah. Mansplaining sucks. And I don't want anyone to get all fragile hearing this and walk away thinking, oh Jersey hits cis people, Jersey hits guys. Listen, I love me some cock. Don't get it twisted. I love me some boys. So it's not like that. I just don't like it when shit gets mansplained to me and people look down on me and also try to do like the show offy thing. And you know, it's interesting because one of the people that I'm friends with on, on, on Boomer Book, which I, I almost never go on, but posted a status about how being any flavor of trans is such a weird, unique experience because hashtag the sis refuse to treat you as the gender you identify and present as, but will still treat you in the shitty way. So it's just like me as a trans woman. Oh, I'll never respect you as a woman. You're a man. And then proceed to mansplain things to me as if I were a woman. So it's just like, it's the worst of both worlds and some certain, um, social interactions. And it's just like, fuck, you can't win. <laughs> it's so frustrating. This and the best why... way to win is just not to interact with these people. Yeah. Walk away. Just take away their power. Just walk away. Take off, you hoser. Or do what I do and ram your, ram your qualifications down their throat. Yeah, ram it down their throat. Make them say, thank you, mommy. I once had somebody try and mansplain to me about classical music. What? Oh. Oh, oh no. Man. No, 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 no. And they tried to tell me. Uh, oh. There's a guy somebody, at off. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Somebody tries to mansplain me about how um, impressionism doesn't really have any kind of counterparts and doesn't exist in coherence with visual art. Like they went on this whole like like tirade and rant about this bullshit. They're completely two different schools of art. What the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> what the fuck? Mimi, what? Mimi, what? I've literally written essays and shit on impressionism, expressionism, and all the nonsense. And, uh, 
Yeah, people are stupid. My favorite is when people tell me how to sing. And oh, God. It, and it was like... Uh, it just... it. Oh, it's bad because like I and, you know, I had somebody try and mansplain. So I went to um, I went to a uh, classical voice master class. And the, the woman that was teaching was trying to tell people <laughs> to whisper sing. And like, that's how you're supposed to enunciate is like you're whispering, but to the back of the room. And I'm just like, what the what? fuck are you on? So you're supposed like, to say I like Halsey? I, I don't know what you're fucking smoking, but like, and so straight up, because th those of us who are participating in this masterclass know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> Even my music teachers in the audience just shaking his head going, if you like. Just, and so some fucking guy had to try and mansplain to us what she was saying. So we were getting double mansplained. God. But all of the information that they were giving us was just wrong. Why? <laughs> just I hate why? People. I hate, I hate it. people. Fuck it. I had <laughs> this one guy. I went to Office Max to do some printing. And, um,. I, I had a flash drive full of files. I was just going to use one of the self-servicing. This is way before COVID. And um, I was having trouble getting it to read. Um, and the guy comes up to me. And he basically, like, uh, a, a guy working there, he basically, like, expels me from my printer as, as I'm trying to do the thing. He says, you see what the problem is? Uh, it looks like you formatted this on a Mac and you just, it doesn't work. So you should like go and like talk to like, like your boyfriend or someone to use their windows computer. And I was just like, Oh, you see, that's interesting because I actually formatted that drive using Arch Linux during my CS degree. And he was just like, Arr. obviously I did not, finished the cs degree i majored in cs for a little bit i finished my degree in um audio production as as everyone knows by this point but at the time i was like deeply involved in cs and it was, like, ar, ar, mm. <laughs> it was so clear that either he knew what arch linux was or did not know what arch linux was case in point the problem absolutely was Lyra <laughs> says Arch so hardcore. I love Arch Linux. Um, case in point was it actually was the fault of Arch Linux because it gave it like a I gave my flash drive a really weird partition table and it couldn't be read by the printers. Kind of like how if you format a hard drive on a Mac, it, it defaults to Mac OS journaled. It, uh, Linux does an, something similar and most uh, kiosks are expecting like FAT32 or something like that. But um, it was just so frustrating. Oh, the other one. I had a sound guy explain to me how to turn on my amplifier. That was fucking nuts. That was just absolute nuts. The best is when somebody tries to mansplain you and then you turn it on them and their eyes just like glaze over and their brain just blue screens. Yep. Like it's the best reaction and it just it's perfect. Like fucking Arch Linux boy. 
So good. Oh, boy. That made me so happy. Okay, uh, Miss Mimi, shall we do the last question? Yeah, we sure can. Okay. Dear Jazzy and Mimi. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. How do I casually suggest to my sister to go... Wait, no. How do I casually suggest my sister go check out the BDSM scene once Corona is no longer an issue? There's no dungeon within an hour of us. She's 22, and I really think she might find what she's looking for there instead of all these guys she pulls from... (coughs) Well, you know... (laughs) Fire hazard site <laughs> and other sites. Fire hazard site. <laughs> oh my god. She keeps being dumped and having guys ghost her, and she's really upset about the fact these guys can't handle a clingy younger girl. Small bit of context. She's seen at least eight guys in four months, and I can't get her to spill what she's looking for, other than she's not into an open relationship. One of those eight was a poly guy, and she was hella jealous the whole time. And this is from Cryptid They Them. Oh, that wasn't in my show notes, Jazzy. Oh, damn. No, that's on me. I'm so sorry. Um, Welcome back to the show, Cryptid. Um, How do we gently get someone interested and exploring the scene because you know 22 is a ripe young age and is a good age for experimentation and everything and there are a lot of good people in our scene and there's a lot of not good people in our scene because it's like the first thing that came to mind was like (laughs) cryptid said i didn't want to get you in trouble for saying the fieriest of dating sites lol um (laughs) so um at first I was thinking about recommending like going on to FetLife and then joining some like local groups. But then I remembered that FetLife is thirsty as hell, but also there are some good interactions to be had there. Um, I think a problem is there's no dungeon within an hour of you. And that is, that really sucks. Um, in that instance, there are usually local meetups like anywhere in the country for BDSM, but going to someone's house is a lot sketchier than going to like an established business, like a dungeon. Um, I mean, there are, there, there are a lot of guys in the scene, particularly, um, some sort of flavor of daddy Dom who really enjoys, um, meeting and hanging out with a clingy younger girl. Um, I, I totally respect the, uh, not poly part. Totally cool. Um, Cryptid says, yeah, it's all Philly or Pittsburgh, like two hours for one, one and a half for the other, or half one and a half hours north of Baltimore. That sucks. Just being between all those. Um, there is the possibility of doing like a day trip up at the same time. After you're done playing, you have to drive home after getting beat up, and that's not a good look. Hmm. Shit. That's hard. I think the first thing I would do is make a FetLife account and do a look around for like local munches because that's usually a good way to find people and to hang out with new peeps and everything. 
uh, that's what I would do. But again, you know, just be careful with Fat Life and then delete any like creepy messages. And there will be creepy messages because Fat Life. Um, Mimi, what do you think? I. Hmm. I have a lot of thoughts from a variety of different angles, I guess. Um, I'd say like, so there's a couple of pieces of the question that really jumped out to me. The first one is that you can't seem to get her to tell you what she's looking for. So like it, it raises a question to me is like, do you think, do you think, or do you know that she's in like, that she is kinky or do you think that that might be something she'd like to explore? Um, Cryptid says she has a little friend. Okay. So this is a good start. Um, it's just one of those things where like, you have to like, You kind of have to like sit down and have like that one-to-one um, conversation and be like, you know, do the, the the sibling thing and be like, listen, you know, like I care about you, you know, um, and uh, you know, talk about what's going on to the point that they're comfortable talking about it, and then I would just ask. Like, I have some ideas of, you know, some things that might help if you're open to hearing them or like you kind of just have to approach it in a, I don't know, like a very like almost gentle and careful kind of way. I'm not very good at this stuff. I found out my brother is kinky and like I still haven't talked to him about it, so... (laughs) I mean, if I found uh, out my sis- if I found out my bio sister was kinky, I likely wouldn't talk to her about it. Well, like, see, this is the thing. Like, if he actually had questions and he wanted to talk to me, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't yeah. have any like qualms with it whatsoever. I'd be totally fine with it. But I'm just sitting here going, "This is really awkward because I found out that my brother is kinky through my kink sister who he talks to about kink stuff. And then she tells me, except she didn't immediately realize that he was my bio brother. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole mess. But anyway, every time um, you tell that story, I just get more hype. It's just, it's, I, hmm. and I mean, you know what? Like, If that's how she's gonna, if that's how she feels about it, I would just kind of just make sure that they, that she knows, like, if she wants help or to talk, then you're there. But if that's how she's feeling, it might just be better to be a little hands off, you know, like, if you've tried talking to her and, Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, The context is in the live chat. Um, uh, Cryptid's sister, their sister, had a little friend. Apparently, they had um, a breakup, and that's very sad. 
I... If you've tried to talk to them and you've tried giving advice and they feel that you're just being overbearing or the overbearing sibling, then I would just leave it. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It's hard. And I. it's from an older sibling point of view, I get you. But like... I would say like maybe like maybe like help from the background just like oh here's a resource or here's an article or here's a a website you can check out no not even that I wouldn't do that I like think about it like like think about it if like I tried doing that to you right like if I Mm -hmm. was trying to give you my assistance or offer assistance and you just told me like no I don't I don't want it Oh, or yeah, like yeah. you're you're feeling like I'm being overbearing or I'm being just too much and you've expressed that. If you kind of if you start doing just like little things like a nudge here or a nudge there, you're going to start to resent me for it because it feels like you're not listening to what I'm saying. Like the the main thing here is that if they've expressed that they feel like it's overbearing then you want to, the main thing is you want to listen to them there and just as much as it sucks and as much as it hurts and it's not something you necessarily want to do, you kind of just take that step back. Let it take its course. They know you're there. She knows that you're willing to talk and you're willing to offer advice where you can. At this point in time, she doesn't want it. And the hardest thing is to try not to take it personally. Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee you it's not it's not personal. Yeah, uh, and uh, Griffin I mean, in the can... chat says um, trying to look out for their sister uh, so she doesn't make the same mistakes that they did. And that's, yeah. you know, that's super valid. And that's also just a very like loving familial instinct. And it sounds like uh, their sister is not receptive, but also maybe that's something that, that she needs to is like learn for herself. But also, you know, it's really, it's a difficult proposition because it's like, sometimes it's best to learn Mm -hmm. your own lesson. But when it comes to like, someone's like health and safety it gets a little bit more complicated this is a tricky one it's going to come down to two things the first is i know like it sucks and i know how i know how it is to want to watch out for your siblings so they don't make the mistakes that you did. I get that, 100%. The, um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. That's that age. That's just, that's (laughs) just, it's, she's that age. It's good. It's just going to happen. Like, my brother did the same thing. And, you know, it's, it's just right around that, 
that that age of like your early 20s where you get that like i know everything i'm invincible complex and it takes a little bit for that to just kind of just it mm, but i get it like you want to make sure and be there to make sure that they don't make the mistakes that you did the the unfortunate part of that is that if they're pushing back if you try to just like force your support on them, they're going to pull away. The best way to handle it is they very well might make the same mistakes you did. That is, that is very possible. But if they do, you'll be there to help them pick up the pieces. Yeah. And that's what's most important. Yes, you can sometimes help prevent them from making those mistakes. Sometimes you can't. But you can always be there to help them pick up the pieces if they make the mistake. 100%. That was good. Yeah. That was good. And Miss Mimi, this was a good show. This is a good episode. I hope that helps. I, I feel like I'm giving a lot of tough love tonight. Um, you, you just tell it like it is. I'm good at the like the soft shit. You're just good at like telling it what it is. You give the parent answers. I. I am bad at knowing when to step back to. <laughs> Trust me, uh, you know, that one very very well <laughs> Krypton and said it's an Italian thing we're all hard headed AF Miss Mimi do you want to Benny, where's the lie though <laughs> do you want to call it there yeah you know that's probably a good idea alright well I have been Jasmine Starshine you have been Miss Mimi uh, Miss Mimi where can people find you Probably in Canada, you know. All right. I'm around out there. I'm on Twitter. Um, got a whole bunch of new followers today, which was something I didn't expect. But I got, anyway, I'm on Twitter at uh, twitter.com backslash bellnacht, which is B E L L E N A C H T. Or you can find me on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com backslash Miss Mimi's Lullabies with the new edition that I added this week. Yes, you did. Uh, you can find me in Discord if you happen to be in one of the servers. My DMs are open. If I have spoons, you can have them. You're the best mom moderator we could have asked for. You try. You succeed. And I have been Jasmine Starshine. You can find me on Twitter at at little little Jazzy Baby. I'm going to stumble over my words there, at little Jazzy Baby. Instagram is at little Princess Jazzy. Uh, You can find all my links at at oddswithgod.com that has our link tree, that has Camp Buddy, that has the Patreon. Speaking of the Patreon, you can support the show directly. And again, we got a fuck ton of patrons this week. Thank you again, everyone, for that. Um, you can directly support the show by going to patreon.com slash jasmine starshine 
get you some nudes of yours truly. Um, I, I am gesturing wildly at my microphone, even though no one can see it because I talk with my hands. Ben, nay, Ben, nay. Um, please check out the Patreon. Please check out our website. Check out Miss Mimi's Lullabies. All of those are great ways to support the ongoing production of the show. Last but not least, Dear Jesse is at oddswithgod.com production. Please visit us online at, at oddswithgod.com. Miss Mimi, I have been Jasmine Starshine. Hey, you want to know something kind of cool? Yes. Two of the lullabies on my on my album that's up on my SoundCloud have got over 250 listens apiece. Damn, look at you. Congrats. All of the other ones have like under 100, but just those two have like 250 plus each. So like I'm fairly certain that like whoever is listening to them or the multiple people who are listening to them straight up just love those two pieces and like have them on reboots and replays and mm -hmm. just just That's driving up my numbers that's what people did with my music it was awesome those, those babies probably just fell asleep listening to it absolutely anyway that's me i'm mimi i'm jazzy we will see you next time well you'll hear us next time But he calls um, Smarties the perfect combination of aspirin and Tums. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 <laughs>